everyone, and welcome to another Reimagining Windows show on TechNet Radio, our series of business value interviews for IT managers all around Windows 8. My name is Kevin Remedy, and I'm a senior IT pro evangelist on the U.S. Developer and Platform Evangelism team at Microsoft, and I'm your TechNet Radio host today. Today's interview is part six of our eight-part series on Windows 8 tips and tricks. And again, we're, we have the pleasure of speaking with Lex Thomas. Uh, he's a principal technical account manager. Lex, welcome. Hey, Kevin. How's it going, man? It's going great. Going great. So one of the things I've always enjoyed about Windows, even going back uh, as you know, far as the earliest versions where we could re rearrange screen layouts, um, there was the ability to customize aspects of the user interface. And I think all of us probably at some point found it fun to, to change colors around and themes and fonts and sounds and background wallpapers, and the list goes on and on. Well, Windows 8, with the new modern user interface and some other options around uh, start screens and lock screens and so on, this is also allows us for some new kinds of customization. So, Lex, I'm hoping today you can show us some of these new Windows 8 customization options. Yeah, so a lot of it uh, hasn't changed, right? A lot of the things that you used to be able to do in the old, I'm going to use the term retro interface, uh, you can still do. None of that stuff has changed. I can still click on the background. I can add my own pictures. I can build my own themes by selecting a range of pictures and, and making them my background. Um, so a lot of that stuff hasn't changed at all. What what has changed, of course, is that in Windows 8 we now have the modern interface, and so we do have some options in the modern interface. Um, and so what I'm going to do here is just uh, share my screen. Give me just a second here. Yeah, so you're looking at my uh, modern interface start screen, and there so there's a background. It's it, there's a color theme. You know, I've got some graffiti behind my icons. Um, let me just show you how to personalize that. The options that you have down at the bottom is change PC settings. And uh, the first item under PC settings, I love the new Bing pictures. And so I just have Bing deliver a new lock screen picture to me every day. Um, and so that's today's uh, lock screen. And I guess you guys know exactly what time it is and exactly what day it is today. So. <laughs> Uh, let's go to start screen. And in start screen, I can't use images yet. Um, that's something that I, I guess is rumored uh, that we will allow. And I think that there may be uh, a third party uh, solution for doing that. But officially in the product, these are what you can, these are the, the uh, backgrounds that you can use. So I can select a background. And as I select a background, you'll see that in the main window there, the, the background changes, just to kind of give me an idea of kind of what it's going to look like. And so I'll just cycle through some of these. And that one's kind of cool. I like the gears down at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And I can also change the color combinations. Right, so so I can, I can uh, select different combinations for text that's going to you know, text that appears on the screen, text that's highlighted, etc. And so I can do that. Uh, there's orange on orange. Go Gators. Um, <laughs> my favorite, I think, is uh, is this dark cherry on uh, on kind of a lighter red. Um, just and that's just a personal preference. 
but that's how you do it. You can also change your account picture here. There's my account picture. Yay! I'm a guitar player. Mm -hmm. um, and you can even use your camera to take uh, a new picture if you want to do that. All right. I think one of the interesting things about these choices is that they, they do also carry over to other devices. If you're using a Microsoft account to, to authenticate or associate it with your current login, um, I'm always just, I shouldn't be surprised at this point, but I still am surprised every time I, I go to a different device and see that my, my lock screen, my start screen, my account picture, they've all changed based on what I've done on, a, on another device somewhere. Um, it's, it's fascinating to me, that, that synchronization. I really like that. Yeah, it kind of freaks you out at first, doesn't it? It does. It does, but it's really, really <laughs> useful. So back on the lock screen options under PC settings, um, I noticed we have some options around what are called lock screen apps. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so so those are apps that you've given permission to run in the background. And uh, uh, one of the cool things about the modern interface, right, is that we can we can automatically update the icons when there's new information. And we can do the same thing even if your machine is locked. And th so those those icons will appear down at the bottom of your lock screen and uh, let you know when there's an update to the app. Okay. And it's so, actually... So if I, so if uh, I uh, for example, uh, you know, open up my tablet and I see, without even having to log in, that there's uh, some new emails, or if I don't see that there's new emails, I know that there's no reason to even bother trying to log in because if I was just checking to see if I have any updates in the emails that tells me no therefore I can just continue with my continue with my life and, and not worry about that yeah right that's absolutely correct in fact uh, I'm, I'm gonna add bang my lock screen right now so uh, all I did was click on you know on one of the little plus signs and I can come down and select an app that I want to automatically update in the background and let me know when there's something uh, interesting um, so I can just add those apps, and, and they'll show up. They'll show up on my lock screen. And you're right. That's, that's really the big benefit is that you don't even have to log into the box. So, Lex, something else that we can customize has to do with maintenance and, and scheduling um, maintenance on our PC. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, so absolutely. Um, there, uh, there are items that you want to occur, right, uh, things like, virus scanning uh, that you don't necessarily want to kick off manually uh, because let's face it if it was something that you did manually you know you'd probably do it every once in a while and that's a little bit of a security risk or at least a little bit of an asset risk as far as your your computer is concerned so we have things that kind of will kick off automatically and that's scheduled maintenance so if you go down to the action center and again that's the little flag down here and you open up the uh, action center one of the options that we have here is maintenance. And so um, if, I, if I go into maintenance, I can go into settings. And uh, these are some of the options that I have, right? Uh, when you send problem reports to Microsoft, you can automatically check for solutions, automatically check for solutions and send additional report data, etc. Um, there are some other things we set up that will occur automatically as well. Um, if I go into change maintenance settings, um, I can determine or I can set a time for maintenance to kick off automatically, and that does things like check for software updates, which we talked about in a previous episode, uh, security scanning, system diagnostics. Um, if there is an issue with my machine, um, 
it, it'll notify me. I'll get a little notification uh, under the Action Center flag. Uh, and so automatic maintenance, automatic tasks that you need to just make sure that your computer remains healthy, remains in a great state from a performance standpoint, etc. And you can change the time. And in my case, it's automatically set for 3 a.m. Um, you can change that. Uh, there's also a checkbox right underneath that that I want to point out, uh, allow scheduled maintenance to wake up my computer at a scheduled time. That's cool to do. Probably not something that you want to do if you're running on battery. Uh, you'll go to sleep with a full battery and wake up with half a battery. But um, it's there as an option. Uh, great for devices that are plugged in and also not bad for devices that have, you know, good battery life. So, and we should, so there and should, you go. And we should probably point out, too, that some of these options are configurable and enforceable through group policy for a business machine that, um, for example, we want to make sure that our that it's required that our systems um, check occasionally for updates and, and apply updates. And we can actually enforce that and essentially disable it for the end user from their ability to be able to change some of these settings. Yeah, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Um, there are policies for all of this stuff. And along with the, uh, the area for maintenance, one of the things I saw, if you go back to that, uh, that Action Center list, was file history, something we talked about in an earlier episode as well, uh, the fact that uh, under the maintenance list, the fact that uh, if you're using file history as your backup solution for your files uh, on a local disk or even on a network-based resource, you can uh, configure that through here as well. Yeah, absolutely correct. By the way, I don't want to change subjects, but I want to make sure that everybody saw what I just did. Um, let's go back to maintenance and uh, change maintenance settings. And you guys are all aware right there out there in viewer land um, that I can click on any part of the namespace in this bar and get to that component, right? So if I just want to, instead of hitting back twice, if I just want to go to all control panel items, all I have to do is select all control panel items. If I want to go back to Action Center, I can just click Action Center and it'll take me back here. But yes, you're absolutely correct. Down under C also, we've got file history, Windows update, uh, Windows program compatibility troubleshooter, and all of that stuff is, is right there. You can run it, you can go into it, you can set it up. And file history is actually pretty cool. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So another um, customization that I, I take advantage of quite frequently is the ability to um, manage power settings, and in particular with, uh, with regard to what happens to my machine um, when I shut it down or if I decide not to shut it down but maybe take advantage of sleep capability or hibernate. I know for a long time I was, I was hibernating my machine all the time because I figured, okay, that's great. Everything that's in memory is going to be saved to disk quickly. It shuts down more quickly. It comes up very fast and brings me right to where I left off. Uh, without having to restart applications and, and so on. Um, now, uh, more recently, I've become it, it, I, I've gotten into the habit of simply pushing my power button and immediately sleeping, and then you know get back to where I need to be to, to turn the machine on, hit the power button again, comes right out of sleep, goes right to where I you know once I log in, of course, goes right back to where I was. So, what options do we have around hibernate and sleep in Windows 8? Yeah, so that's that's actually a great question. So. If I go to settings and I go to power, which is where most people nowadays, unless they just hit the power button, go to, uh, to uh, sleep their machine or turn their machine off, I want you to notice that we just have sleep shut down and restart, right? There is no hibernate listed 
under the power option. But that doesn't mean that Hibernate is gone. It just means that it's not an option under the power button. Um, and so uh, let's take a look at that. Um, so how do I hibernate my machine? Well, now what we can do is we can go into power settings. Whoops. And so I'm just going to select more power options here. And then uh, choose what the power buttons do, right? And so this is where you can set hibernate. So when I press the power button, I can either sleep, do nothing, hibernate, or shut down. And so if I select uh, hibernate there, when I, when I hit my power button, the box will automatically uh, hibernate. And then, of course, when I press the sleep button, I want it to sleep. But I could change that to hibernate um, as well. That's an option. Um, and then I have the same options for those two items when I press the power button and when I press the sleep button uh, under plugged in as well. So you can you can set it there as as well. Um, okay. So so what's the difference between hibernate and sleep? Well, when we put your machine to sleep, what we're doing is we're taking you know the current state of your PC. We're powering your PC down to you know just a minimal power consumption level, just enough so that we can keep the current memory state in place, so that when you wake your machine up, it's it's very quick. It's very easy for us to just bring the power levels back up, take what's in memory, you know, display it on the screen, and you and you're ready to go. Hibernate's similar, except what we actually do is we create a a, a file, right? where we, we take the current current computer state, memory, et cetera, save it to a file on the hard drive, and then when you wake up from Hibernate, we read that file in. The difference really from an end user standpoint is, is that Hibernate uses less power, but Hibernate also takes longer to recover from. Okay, so Hibernate basically uh, can shut your machine down completely, understanding that you can get back to where you were, but it does have to read that file. And, of course, that file size is going to be dependent upon how much memory, physical memory, your device actually has. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's a good point, right? The other thing to remember here is that, really, we're just giving you three options, and it, each one of them is a trade-off, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you, you, you're not using your machine. Do you want to turn it off? If you do that, great. When you power it back on, nothing's going to, you know, you're going to be at a brand new interface. Um, do you want to hibernate? Shuts down a little quicker, powers up a little quicker, uh, and saves your current state, right? Or do you want to sleep, right? And if you sleep, it shuts down very quick, but it's actually not shut down, and there's still some battery consumption going on, on the back in the background, although it's minimal. Uh, nope. And, of course, power up is much faster uh, coming out of sleep. On the topic of battery consumption, and this is an, actually another question for, for what happens when, uh, what happens to your machine, Lex, right now when your battery drains further than it is currently? Because I can I notice that you're not plugged in right now. Yeah, I am not plugged in, and I did that <laughs> on purpose. So we're actually going to end this call uh, the moment your your battery dries. But uh, but what uh, what will happen to your machine as far as a sleep well, or hibernate at that point? It's going to be a long show because I still have 22% <laughs> remaining. Oh, excellent. Okay, good. I was worried there we might get cut off, so that's good. To yeah, know. and just so that end users don't think that my machine is horrible on battery life, we've done two of these episodes today without me plugging in. And actually, I haven't been plugged in since about 10 o'clock. So, uh, so far, I'm at five hours, and I still have 22% left.
Fantastic. But to, to answer that question, though, um, because that's, I think, you know, if, if, if my battery drains, what happens to the state of my machine at that point? Yeah, so that, that's, that's a good question. And hopefully, what, well, not hopefully. What we want to prevent here is your battery draining completely. So if you're, if you're asleep, and remember that that's a very low power state, so your battery should last a long time. If your computer is asleep and we get to a specific portion of battery life remaining, what's going to happen is that we will then automatically hibernate the machine. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so so you're you're still safe. Is so the if answer machine, to that question. So if your machine right now was to come to a state where hey the battery is done, we can't support this anymore disconnect our conversation here and uh, and go to sleep I mean eventually because your battery is low already it's probably going to be hibernating that data and you'll be able to still get back to where we were that's correct other than that's the correct. fact that you would have to recall me and we'd have to restart this conversation yeah but remember <laughs> I still have 20 I had 22 percent left a few minutes ago yes so in our in our case we're in good shape now okay, I'm at 20 percent yeah all right so, well so, so one more thing, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, I know you were going to close out, but one more thing that I want to mention is hybrid sleep. Um, oh, yeah. And by the way, on my screen, I'm hoping everybody can still see this, I have a, uh, a FAC uh, that, that is available uh, at windows.microsoft.com, and it just talks about the differences between sleep and hibernation, and, you know, essentially... Um, frequently asked questions. And one of the, uh, one of the things that's in this list that we didn't talk about was hybrid sleep. So I think we should probably just bring that up. Hybrid sleep is really just a kind of a combination of hibernation and sleep designed for, you know, power uh, machines that have, uh, you know, power kind of the entire time, right? It's, uh, it, it allows us to take anything that's open, any documents that are open, save those to the hard drive, um, and then put the computer essentially to sleep so that you can quickly resume your work, but power failure should occur. You don't lose, you know, the work that you've done on those documents, especially if you're in an app that doesn't do things like autosave. Hmm, very smart, very smart. So it's like uh, we're keeping it in memory, but we're also going to save it on the disk just in case the, uh, the power to the memory goes away. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Well, once again, Lex, this has been really great information. I really appreciate it. I'm sure our, our viewers and our listeners also appreciate it very much, uh, the, the options that we have around tweaking and customizing our experience in Windows 8. Um, so where can we send people for more information? Well, um, you know, uh, as with all of our shows, we're going to end with the Microsoft.com forward slash springboard link because that's just a great resource. And that's really, if anybody has any questions about any of this stuff, that's the place that, you know, we really want people to go to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good resources, good information uh, um, relating to client management, Windows 8 management uh, for business as well as, as personal use. Well, again, thank you so much for your time today, Lex. I look forward to our part, uh, what are we coming up on, part seven next? Yeah, has it been seven? It, it seems like there. only yesterday it was part two. I know, it's crazy. Well, <laughs> thank you again so much for your time. And all of you, thank you for your time watching us today. Uh, and we'll see you next time on TechNet Radio, Reimagining Windows.